chapter fourteen of imperium in imperio by sutton griggs this librivox recording is in the public domain married and yet not married continued at ten o'clock on the next day bernard called at viola's residence viola's mother invited him in and informed him that viola had not risen thinking that her daughter had spent much of the night in meditating on whatever was troubling her she had thought not to awaken her so early bernard informed her that viola had made an engagement with him for that morning at ten o'clock mrs martin looked alarmed she knew that viola was invariably punctual to an appointment and something unusual must be the matter she left the room hurriedly and her knees smote together as she fancied she discovered the scent of escaping gas she clung to the banisters for support and dragged her way to viola's door as she drew near the smell of gas became unmistakable and she fell forward uttering a loud scream bernard had noticed the anxious look on viola's mother's face and was listening eagerly he heard her scream and dashed out of the parlour and up the stairs he rushed past mrs martin and burst open the door to viola's door he drew back aghast at the sight that met his gaze the next instant he had seized her lifeless form beautiful in death and smothered those silent lips with kisses mrs martin regained sufficient strength to rush into the room and when she saw her child was dead uttered a succession of piercing shrieks and fell to the floor in a swoon this somewhat called bernard's mind from his own grief he lay viola down upon her own bed most tenderly and set about to restore mrs martin to consciousness by this time a room was full of anxious neighbours while they are making inquiry let us peruse the letters which the poor girl left behind my dear dear heartbroken mamma i'm in the hands of god whatever he does is just is right is the only thing to be done knowing this do not grieve after me take poor bernard for your son and love him as you did me i make that as my sole dying request of you one long sweet clinging kiss ere i drop into the ocean of death to be lost in its tossing waves viola beloved papa your little daughter is gone her heart though torn bleeding dead gave as it were an after-throb of pain as it thought of you in life you never denied me a request i have one to make from my grave knowing that you will not deny me love bernard as your son draw him to you so that when in your old age you go tottering to your tomb in quest of me you may have a son to bear you up take my lifeless body on your knee and kiss me as you did of old it will help me to rest sweetly in my grave your little vi dear bernard viola has loved and left you unto you above all others i owe a full explanation of the deed which i have committed and i shall therefore 
lay bare my heart to you my father was a colonel in the civil war and when i was very young he would make my little heart thrill with patriotic fervor as he told me of the deeds of daring of the gallant negro soldiers as a result when nothing but a tiny girl i determined to be a heroine and find some outlet for my patriotic feeling this became a consuming passion in eighteen blank just two years prior to my meeting you a book entitled white supremacy and negro subordination by the merest accident came into my possession that book made a revelation to me of a most startling nature while i lived i could not tell you what i am about to tell you death has brought me the privilege that book proved to me that the intermingling of the races in sexual relationship was sapping the vitality of the negro race and in fact was slowly but surely exterminating the race it demonstrated that the fourth generation of the children born of intermarrying mulattoes were invariably sterile or woefully lacking in vital force it asserted that only in the most rare instances were children born of this fourth generation and in no case did such children reach maturity this is a startling revelation while this intermingling was impairing the vital force of our race and exterminating it it was having no such effect on the white race for the following reason every half-breed or for that every person having a tinge of negro blood the white people cast off we receive the cast off with open arms and he comes to us with his devitalizing power thus the white man was slowly exterminating us and our total extinction was but a short period of time distant i looked out upon our strong tender-hearted manly race being swept from the face of the earth by immorality and the very marrow in my bones seemed chilled at the thought thereof i determined to spend my life fighting the evil my first step was to solemnly pledge god to never marry a mulatto man my next resolve was to part in every honourable way all courting couples of mulatto people that i could my other and greatest task was to persuade the evil women of my race to cease their criminal conduct with white men and i went about pleading with them upon my knees to desist i pointed out that such a course was wrong before god and was rapidly destroying the negro race i told them of my resolve to never marry a mulatto man many had faith in me and i was the means of redeeming numbers of these erring ones when you came i loved you i struggled hard against that love god alone knows how i battled against it i prayed him to take it from me as it was eating my heart away sometimes i would appear indifferent to you with the hope of driving you away but then my love would come surging with all the more violence and sweep me from my feet at last you seemed to draw away from me and i was happy i felt free to you but you at last proposed to me when i thought all such notions were dead at once i foresaw my tragic end my heart shed bloody tears weeping over my own sad end weeping for my beloved parents weeping for my noble bernard who was so true so noble so great in all things bernard how happy would i have been 
how deliriously happy could i but have stood beside you at the altar and sworn fidelity to you ours would have been an ideal home but it was not to be i had to choose between you and my race your noble heart in its sober moments will sanction my choice i would not have died if i could have lived without proving false to my race had i lived my love and your agony which i cannot bear would have made me prove false to every vow dear bernard i have a favour to ask of you secure the book of which i spoke to you study the question of the intermingling of the races if miscegenation is in reality destroying us dedicate your soul to the work of separating the white and coloured races do not let them intermingle erect moral barriers to separate them if you fail in this make the separation physical lead our people forth from this accursed land do this and i shall not have died in vain visit my grave now and then to drop thereon a flower and a flag but no tears if in the shadowy beyond whose mists i feel gathering about me there is a place where kindred spirits meet you and i shall surely meet again though i could not in life i will in death sign myself your loving wife viola belgrave let us not enter this saddened home when the seals of those letters were broken let us not break the solemn silence of those who bowed their heads and bore the grief too poignant for words dropping a tear of regret on the little darling who failed to remember that we have won atonement for all mankind and that further sacrifice was therefore needless we pass out and leave the loving ones alone with their dead but we may gaze on bernard belgrave as he emerges from the room where his sun has set to rise no more his eyes flash his nostrils dilate his bosom heaves he lifts his proud head and turns his face so that the light of the sky may fall full upon it and lifting up his hands trembling with emotion as though supplicating for the strength of a god he cries out by the eternal heavens these abominable horrors shall cease the races whose union has been fraught with every curse known to earth and hell must separate viola demands it and bernard obeys it was this that sent him forth to where kings were eager to court his favour End of chapter 14